Blog Talk Radio. Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Live, radio, bottom part of the Sabbath day. Worldwide international radio broadcast, bottom part of the Sabbath day. All six locations is ready to receive you. And all you got to do is call the international line. We'll see where you're located at and see how close you are to one of the six anointed camps of bosses of the true Israelites. Call for details, 224-600-5579. And and we will hook you up on the closest camp. To bosses over two is right, but you can get in where you've been in at and do the Almighty's will. How that sound? We got a word called G-O-D in this kingdom, Father. What that really mean? Now, what's the word G-O-D on your table, on your computer, on your computer is out there? And it's what it out there, baby. The word comes from somebody else. Yeah, so that's G-O-D. Yeah. Israelite like, uh, Y-H-W-A. Y-H-W-A.
name is associated with the divine being, that name is Yahweh. When Abraham or Isaac built an altar, he called on the name of Yahweh. In particular, Yahweh was the Yahweh of the patriarchs. And we read of Yahweh, the Yahweh of Abraham, and then of Isaac, and finally, Yahweh, the Yahweh of Abraham, and the Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh of Israel. Concerning which Elohim says, This is my name forever. Yahweh, therefore, in contrast to Elohim, is a proper noun, the name of a person, who that person is divine. As such, it, is, it has its own ideological setting. It presents Yahweh as a person, and so brings him into a relationship with other human personalities. It brings Yahweh near to man, and he speaks to the patriarch as one friend to another. So we find out that the name is in the text. All you have to do is find it. Uh, the mystery of the variant amulet. The silver amulet date in Solomon's time prior to Babylonian captivity was found in Cave 25 in Palo, uh, Shemek, Yahweh, YHW, three times as follows. YHW, bless you, keep you. YHW, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. YHW, lift up his confidence upon you and grant you peace. So we find out the name was found at Solomon's temple. What you got, Mrs. Kerr? Culture. People will most likely always call the creator by the term G-O-D. 
even though this word is in no manner associated with scripture. So the word G-O-D is nowhere in the manuscript. The word God is a new European invention. What you got there, Brother Johnson? What you got? One thing that is clear, that the name is not the Lord. Yes. This title is substituted for the name almost 7,000 times in the most English transition of the Israelite scripture. In other words, Yahweh is removed 7,000 times, and the Lord is added 7,000 times. Yes. This manipulation, no matter how well intended, has the clear desire of Yahweh for the people to call on his name. But you're not calling the name because somebody removed the name. So you remove the name and put the word Kyrios and Theos, and from that you get the word Lord God and, and the Lord Jesus. So all we shall do is save y'all life. And we accept what you need for salvation. But we are born. And it's really in the life. And our job is to teach you what you need to know. It's got that brother A.J. Uh, this person name written with the consonants Y-H-W-H was, too, was considered too sacred to utter. So the vows for the word of my Lord of God were added to the consonants Y-H-W-H. And the reader was warned by these vows that he must substitute other consonants. This change, having to be made so frequent, the rabbi did not consider it necessary to put in the consonants of the new reading in the margin, Y-H-W-H, was read with the intrude vowels, the vowels of an entire different word, namely, my Lord of God, in late medieval times, this mispronunciation became current as Jehovah, and it was unwillingly taken over as Jehovah by the reformers in the Protestant Bible. So what they did, from behind that, you end up with the word called the Lord God and the Jesus and the Jehovah. That's what happened to you once they took out the original name. But we read that moment and we'll get you some text to show you what else they did to you. The five else they did. Jesus is pure Latin. Add on the 18th century new letter J and you get Jitsu. Jitsu in the Latin, you see it's Jesuit and Jesus. The S on the end of added for Greek syntax, the Roman Catholic Church and all her daughters. The Irish Church has used the name Jesus, which is their mantra. So the word Jesus comes from the Catholic Church. It's got that brother Johnson. I got the the the, the Israelite letters of Yahweh by the printed pictures out of the book written by those with familiar spirits. Mr. G. R. Debater wants to keep the Roman Catholic Church tradition of Jehovah, Jesuits, and Jesus. The Trinity is Roman Catholic, which is together with baptism in the slogan, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Yahweh, well, Jesus is the official English Roman Catholic Church name for their son, God. So when you call on the good Jesus, remember, you call on a son, God, from the Catholic Church. Now, let's see what it is in English. English, yeah. English, Lord God, Semitic tongue, Y-H-W-H, pronounce it, Yahweh, oh, so Yahweh, four letters, and we're going to go to Sister Karen and find out one thing with Yahweh's name. Okay, over the years, this discovery with the divine name continues. Soon people would not pronounce Yahweh at all. Whenever they saw Yahweh in the Bible, 
They would either say her name, Hashem, or the Lord, Adonai. So the word Hashem means Yahweh. We're going to find out who is Hashem, too. We're going to take a look at that. So we know even Hashem means Yahweh. Now, we won't let that good up. Okay. Let's take a look at uh, our Bible system. Let's start out in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. And let's see what that says. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 19. I think we'll start out in 2 Timothy 2, 19. Wait. 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 Nevertheless, the foundation of Yahweh standeth sure, having been sealed. That's why no fields that are, that are his, and let everyone that name the name of Yahweh the Son depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. So we find out again in um, 2 Timothy 2.19, let, let them all call on the, the name, huh? Well, we'll find out what name he wants. He said he knows who's here. Because who's here is going to call on the name. And Brother Johnson read that whenever you see the word Lord God, it means Yahweh. Okay, let's, let's go to Matthew 25. And we're going to look at something in Matthew 25. And that was Brother Johnson in the 10th chapter of Luke. Let's go to Matthew 25 just for a minute. Let's see what we got in Matthew 25, 37. Let's see what Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Yahweh. Stop right there. See, the righteous is going to use the name. And we just read again in Timothy 2, 19. He knows who is here because he is going to use the name. And the righteous is going to use the name. So once you find the name, you're going to... Do the research and you're going to use the name. And we're going to show you exactly where the word Christ came from uh, by Brother A. Taylor. So you're going to find out exactly, read exactly where you see it. We don't know where the word Christ come from. Because we know they said, well, we see the word Christ there. That's where that come from. The other green also comes from Greek word Christ. Christ crystal. Stop right there. And when you see the word Christ in your Bible, it's coming from Christo. Come on. Christo is the Greek equivalent of the genetic Messiah meaning anointed. So it means the anointed. But let's find out who is the anointed. Good enough. Let's find out who is the anointed by our father, Brother Johnson. We'll go all the way to um, Psalms chapter 2. Let's find out who the anointed have a name. Because that's a title. We want to know if it's prophesied about a name that is the anointed. We go on to Psalm chapter 2, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 1. We're going to find out who is this one called the anointed. Do you want to say? Why do the goings rage? Yes. And the people imagine a vain thing. There is. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh and against his anointed saying, Oh, Yahweh against Yahweh and his anointed. 
Man. 
Okay. Okay.
chapter 1. Again, I want you to read verse number uh, 17. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask the class a question. In James chapter 1, verse 17. After we read, we add a little bit more onto this perfect. Now we're going to go get, we're going to add this perfect onto it in, in Psalm chapter 19, pick it up at verse number 7. And then we'll go to James, but we'll pull out something else to make sure we got a good understanding before we go there. Yes, ma'am. Verse number 7. First job, uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith. Yes. You say to them, yeah. "Look, for your first job, uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith." Yes. You say to them, yeah. "Look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off." Yeah. Which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon. All these years, I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off.
That's right. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Mm-hmm. And pop and cometh down from the Father of light, mm-hmm. with whom is no virtue.
So we just read that our Bible, and that's how we get understanding of James chapter 1, verse 17. And if you're not precepting your Bible, what do you finish reading? What do you say? Therefore, I hate every false way. So if you're not precepting your Bible, what, and I outside of Yahweh, what is it? It's a false way. It's a false way, Mother. Hallelujah, Yahweh. So it's a false way if you're not precepting your Bible. He said, he said through, your, through his precepts, you get understanding. So we just got done reading the precepts, knowing that the law is, uh, uh, that the perfect is the law. Now when you read James chapter 1, verse 17, you keep that in your mind. Now every time you look at it, you say, oh, I know my gift. My gift was the law. The gift was given to us. It's the law. So if you want a gift, you're looking for a gift, keep the law. It's already given to you. Have we got that? All right, it's, it's, it's simple. Once you got the understanding from your precept, you tag it in. Why do we precept our Bible, uh, Sister Judith? Why do we precept our Bible? That so we can read. We're going to Isaiah chapter 28. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pick it up at first. Give me verse number 9. Oh, Turn the light on, y'all. Turn that light on. Why do we precept our Bible? We live at camp 1. Two, three, four, five. Yes, ma'am. Why do we precept our Bible? Why do we precept our Bible? Why? Just to make up her. Why do we do it? That's what the Bible say about it. Hallelujah. Well, all right, Sister Judith. We're going to Isaiah chapter 28. And what we read? About for a second. That's what you better have. 10 and 13. Okay. 10 and 13. Where are we going, Brother Titus? Isaiah chapter 28, verses 10 and 13. Verse 10 reads, For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little. And there a little. Now, now I'm going to ask the question to the class. Why we precept our Bible? We get understanding. We get understanding. What he said. And, 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 the question is now is that why we precept our Bible? We know we get understanding, but what he's saying, and uh, remember, in verse 4, Psalms 119, verse 4, he said, I command you. You remember, you remember reading that? Mm-hmm. To keep thy precepts. Yeah. Now, what do you say in 28, verse 10? Mm-hmm. Big word in 28, verse 10. Look well, for one word out of there. What that big word is in 28, verse 10? Read, read, read it again, Sister Judith. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 28. And when you see that big word, say it, say it with, uh, with some boldness. As soon as you see that word, let it uh, emphasize that word. Put some, make it strong in that big word. And read verse number 10. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10 reads, For precept must be upon precept. Must be. What, what is it supposed to be? Must be. It must be. Ain't no can it be, do it have to be, uh, should we be precepts in our Bible? Remember, he commanded us to precept our Bible, right? right. So it must be upon precept. Must be. That's what we know what you made of. Must precept your Bible. That's 300 years after David had him said from the spirit. So Isaiah pulled that from David, mm-hmm. saying that if you don't understand this Bible, to get a, a, 
Yes, yes, one man. Uh, Micaiah. The son of, what's that, uh, help me out. It's Eli. By whom we made quiet of Yahweh. But I hate him. For he do not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say so. Verse 9. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Hazen hither, Micaiah, the son of Emlach. Emlach. Verse 10. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, sat each one on his throne, having put on their garments. And they bore a place in the entrance of the gate of Samaria. Mm-hmm. Now drop down, give me verse number 13, 14, then skip down, give me verse 19. Okay. First Kings chapter 22, verse 13, 14, and verse 19. First Kings chapter 22, verse 13. Mm-hmm. And the messenger was going to call, Micaiah spake unto him, saying, Behold now. The words of the seer declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let your word, I pray you, be like the word of one of them. Now, now go back and read that again. Well, I said, I, said. I, I, I need to hear a little bit more bold. What are you, you going to speak? 
When Yahweh said unto me, that I will speak. So he goes speak what Yahweh said. Verse 19. Verse 19. And he said, Hear ye therefore the word of Yahweh. I saw Yahweh sitting on his throne. Mm-hmm. And all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. Verse 20. He goes on. Verse 20. And Yahweh said, Who shall persuade Ahab mm-hmm. that he may go up? And fall to Rama Gilead. That's right. What does that mean? Y'all mind? What does that mean? Uh, uh, what does that mean? Go up and fall. Go up and fall. What does that mean? Mm. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. That means go up and die. I'm going to kill you. Go up and die. I'm ready to kill me. I'm ready to kill that king. So who's going to persuade him? Because I'm ready to make him fall. I'm ready to kill it. Let me get one more in now. 
pick it up at verse 28. We're going to read down until we get our point. And then um, Mother Mother E, give me uh, Mother E, write this down. Give me Exodus 23. I'm on verse 20 down and verse 22. And then we'll come back after that to Mother E. And we see how it takes. 23, 20 to 22. Yes, ma'am. 23, 20 to 22. All right. Psalm 118. We're going to, no, 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 no. That was bad. We don't have to read that. We okay. just know it's modern in our, in our side. Okay. You know, when we read that Psalm, uh, 118, 23, we, we know what that is. Okay. So, so, so that line of spirit is my sin. Uh, uh, take care of that business against uh, uh, who's that? Ahab. Mm-hmm. We know that was uh, marvelous in our sight. But let's see what he got to say in Isaiah chapter forty-five, verse number seven. How about that? Okay. Let's see what we're reading over there. Isaiah chapter forty-five, verse seven. Mm-hmm. I formed the light. I formed the light and created darkness. Mm-hmm. I made peace and created evil. I, Yahweh, do all these things. So, so what Yahweh does? What's the things he does? He created all these things. What was he created? The light, mm-hmm. the darkness, the darkness, peace, and evil. And he created what? He created evil. Oh, so Yahweh do all these things, right? right. We already said we know the Psalms 118 verse uh, 23 is marvelous in our sight, right? Okay, and he sent the spirit to be a last spirit in that side, right? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, 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 sister, uh, do it, right? It's on you, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's see what he had to say. When he said he got these spirits in his fandom, and what they sit around and they do in, in Sirach chapter 39, and let's pick it up at verse number 28.
feed the rat. That's right, Marty. It's his job is to feed the rat of him that made him. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you do that in verse 29? Verse 29 is fire. The hell. Uh-huh. Fire and hell. Mm-hmm. And the fat, what's that? Famine? That's famine. Famine and death. And death. All these were created for vengeance. Oh, so all these were created for vengeance. Uh-huh. First verse. <clears throat> verse 30 reads, Peace of wild beasts. Peace of wild beasts. And scorpions. And scorpions. Serpent. Serpent. And the sword. And the sword. Punishing the wicked. And he points in the wicked to destruction. What they tell in verse 31? Verse 31 reads, they shall rejoice in his commandments. They're going to rejoice in his commandments. And what? And they shall be ready upon and, earth. And they're they going to be what way? Ready. They're going to be ready upon earth. For what? When when need is. <laughs> when, it's, when the need is. And the need was at that time right there, what? Didn't he say I'm going to be, he stepped right on up. He said I'm going to be a, 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 a blind Mm-hmm. And he was ready, wasn't he? Did we read that? Continue to read. And when their time has come, they shall not transgress his word. So they ain't going to do no transgression of the word when that time has come. Y'all going to send him, he's going to put a lying spirit up on you. And they're going to be ready to do their job, and they ain't going to transgress his word. So that means they ain't going to transgress that law. They gonna stay in their law to, to 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 destroy you. Let me let me let me see. Uh, mother mother. Uh, it's up to mother. I mean, get mother. Let's see what he had to say in Exodus chapter twenty three, and give me verse twenty down to verse twenty two, and then uh, uh, mother mother um mother Z. Give me uh Isaiah. As she reads this, give me Isaiah 63, and give me, uh, give me verse 8 down to verse number 10. Give me Isaiah 63, verse 8 down to verse number 10. After mother, uh, after mother bring me that Exodus 23, 20 down to 22. We see where we go from there.
coming to you, uh, must be. Let's go to uh, Isaiah 63. And let's pick it up at verse number 8 down to verse number 10. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 63, 8 down to verse number 10. And let's see what Yahweh uh, has to say about it. You get to playing crazy with this angel and not doing what Yahweh told you to do. Let's see, let's see how he operates. Remember, he told you to hear his voice. And we just, remember, we dealt with these, these, these spirits. They, 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 they ready for the band that's supposed to be Yahweh. They're not going to transgress this word now.
21, verse 5 and 6. Wait on. Well, he, verse 8. But he said, Surely you are my people, children, children that will not lie. Mm-hmm. So he was thy Savior. Mm-hmm. Verse 9. In all their affliction, he was afflicted, and the minister spirit of his presence saved them in his love and in his pity. He redeemed them, and he bade them and carried them all the day of Oh. Now, before we read verse number 10, let's deal with a couple of things. Hold on, hold on, I need to preach about that. Mother, back up and read what he says, children of Israel, they not what? You read a verse, back up one verse, I need to preach about that. For the, for the nasty part. I need to preach up. he said, these children, they going to do what? You want to back up to seven? Yeah, I want that verse again, based on what, what he said, children of Israel would not do. What do you say about these, these children? Oh, oh, you want to verse 8. Some, uh, Isaiah chapter 63, verse 8, verse yeah. 8. But he said, surely they are my people, yeah. children that will not lie. When you say these are children that won't do what? Lie. Mm-hmm. Now, give me a precept on that, mother. Let's run and... Okay. Okay, go ahead, Mother DF Israel. Go on, give me a precept, Mother DF Israel. Give me that give me that uh verse first uh, second Samuel seven nineteen, Mother DF Israel. Mother DF Israel. Go ahead, go ahead and bring it out there, Mother DF Israel. Second Samuel. Chapter 7, verse 19. And this was yet a small thing in the sight, O Yahweh, but thou hast spoken also of your servant's family for a great while to come. For a great while that, to that come. That ass up. <laughs> <laughs> that ass up. Uh, so we know behind the children of Israel is on the day. That's right. So, so we know that prophecy is always going to be in the day. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Then you think they can get up on a black man and white man, Jesus. So they are on the day of the line, children of Israel. All right, <laughs> excellent, mother. Back to the young wife. Israelites. They would not lie, but let's see. What, what, what about these Israelites? Yeah. Oh, 
get to, let me get Matthew chapter five and pick up at verse seventeen down to verse nineteen. Okay. After took the Judah get done read uh Acts chapter seven verse fifty fifty one and fifty three again. We want to read that one more time to remind the national audience that uh if you speak against this righteous spirit, this angel, it's not gonna be forgiven you because what what are you saying? Acts chapter seven verse fifty one and fifty three again? Acts chapter seven verse chapter 5, verses 17 through 19, verse 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the seal. Mm-hmm. I am not okay, come. I am not come to destroy, but I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Verse 18, for truly I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Verse 19, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So the, the, the ministry spirit is going to make sure that he's coming to, uh, uh, when he comes, he's the law. So if he's the law and you come and you start teaching man against the law, we already know we've been reading that the mission spirit will go upside your head and he's going to destroy you. So if you start teaching man against the law, he's not going to pardon your transgression. Mm. He's going to destroy you. So once you start speaking against that law, you already know what your, your sentence is already written in stone. Mm-hmm. It's a death sentence on you. Mm. So he's not going to pardon your transgressions. We've been reading that, haven't we? Not in this world, mm-hmm. or the world. Come on, the world. Hallelujah, boy. So, 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 he's not going to pardon, don't blaspheme against the law. Yeah. Let's go back now. Now we're coming to you, uh, Sister Judah. Let's go see what we got to say in Jeremiah 21, verse 5 and 6. And then we'll uh, 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 see how this goes because sometimes I want to pull out. Um, I, got, I got a few more, y'all. I'm going to hand it over to Brother uh, 
What you got? What you got for me, sister? What you got? Something? You got? You got to have something? Yeah, got to have a hit now. I got a hit. I need a hit cup. Blast me in against who? Bring that on now. You got a precept to it? Bring it on now. Mark chapter three. Mm-hmm. I started twenty-four. Starting at 24, where, you, where, you, where, where are we going? Yeah. Well, bring it on now. Okay, come on, sister. You say Mark chapter 3? Yeah. How you first out? Okay. Mark chapter 3, I started 22 mm-hmm. to 30. Verse 22. And the scribes which, which came down from Jerusalem, saluted for Yachtah Judah, said, He have Beelzebub. And by the prince of the devils cast he out devils. Verse 23. And he said, and he called them to them unto him, and said unto them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? 24. And if the kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Verse 25. And if the house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Verse 26. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand, but have an end. Verse 27. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first binds the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Verse 28, Verily I say unto you, mm-hmm. All sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, mm-hmm. and blasphemous wherewith, so ever they shall blaspheme. 29. 29. But he that shall blaspheme mm-hmm. the ghost mm-hmm. have never forgiven. Mm-hmm. But, but what? But is in danger of eternal damnation. So so if you blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, the law, mm-hmm. you and, and, and you have you don't have no what? You have you have no You never have a what? What's the never? Forgiveness. You never have no forgiveness and, and you won't have eternal what? Eternal damnation. So you're in danger of eternal damnation. Yeah. So so you can't blaspheme against the law. And your forgiveness is over. You don't put yourself out the out one. You might as well, uh, what, what, what that verse say when it's coming to my mouth? Uh, the middle song. Well, 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 help me out, Brother Titus. I need some help. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's much on the curve, right? I think that, that should help. That was it.
and you blasphemed me against the 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 uh, 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 yeah. the, the, the law. I just need that last line. And you can last one, two, three lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is better. Where it started, it was better. Okay. Matthew chapter 18, verse 7. Yeah, where it says, it was better. And the third line, it were better of, for him that is that a millstone mm-hmm. were hanged about his neck. Mm-hmm. And that he was drawn, drowned, drowned in the depth of the sea. So you blaspheme against this law and try to teach people, the pastors, the shepherds, the deacons, the bishops, and the pope that, that you don't have to keep no law. Blaspheme against the law. He said it's better for you to have a millstone were hanging about your neck and that you would drown in the depth of the sea. It's better for you to do that than blaspheme against that law. So uh, now, now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 21, verse 5 and verse 6, Sister Judith. We have worked our way all the way up. I have one for that millstone. All right. What you got for me, Sister Judith? Uh, Luke 17, verse 2. All right. I just need one. I need right, right where the millstone at. Give me, give me one on the millstone. Right when it hit it. I need to hit on it. Luke 17, verse 2. It, it was... It were better for him that a millstone were hanging about his neck. Mm-hmm. And he cast into the sea. Then that he should offend one of these little ones. That's right. And that's better for you than defend this law. You offend this law. That's very offensive. And that's a good, that's a good precept to do. Hallelujah. Midnight Lake Oil going on over there, huh, man? What is that, what is that verse in Sarah J. Elder where it says, um, they got these Mm-hmm. 
and there is nothing so much worthy as a mind well instructed. What kind of way? A way, a mind well instructed. And they better got to be, what, what make them good, good and lovely? Well instructed. No, well instructed. Good and lovely. Well instructed. Well instructed. Well instructed. Well instructed. Well instructed. Oh, 
must be a Yahweh man that you know that keep the law. You got to know he keep the law. Not not him flying by and next thing you know him flying by. You got to know he keeping the law. Now, if you know he keeping the law, then that's, that's step one. Step two, then your mind got to be after his mind. That's step two. And then, and then once your mind after his mind, that means you're going to be what? In 26, 14, one more time, back to the young line. Then you'll be what?
This ain't dead. You giving me, uh... No, no. Brother Titus gave me Psalm 78, verse 49 down to 50. Then you took that dead. If you go pick it up in 2 Samuel 24, you go start at verse 15. All right. Let's go to the uh, Judah. You on the clock. Jeremiah chapter 21, verse 7 and 6. Yes, ma'am. Verse 5 reads, And I myself will fight against you with an outstretched hand mm-hmm. and with a strong arm, mm-hmm. even even in anger and in fury and in great wrath. Mm-hmm. Verse 6 reads, And I will smite the inhabitants of this city, mm-hmm. both men and beasts. That's right. They shall die of a great, what's that, pe- a pestilence. That's, that's, that's right. So, so what is this pestilence that um he's talking about that he's going to fight against us with? What is this pestilence he's going to fight against the church of Israel with? Now let's go read the precept. If our precepts we get understanding, right? So now we're going to let me cover mic on make sure everybody hear me. Now we're going to read uh now what's this pestilence that um he's referring to in verse number six here? He said they should die of a great pestilence. All right, let's find out about this pattern. Let's read it, uh, Brother uh, Titus Israel C. Roy, Travis Yadda Judah. Brother Child, chapter 78. Matter of fact, hold on, hold on. Now, Brother Titus, Mother D.F. Israel. Yeah, we're going to let Mother D.F. Israel read that. Mother D.F. Israel. Yeah. Pick that up for us, Mother D.F. Israel. Can you repeat it? We're going to Psalm chapter 78, verse 49 and verse 50. Psalms 78, verse 49 and verse 50. Psalm 78, verse 49 and 50. Yes, ma'am. And it reads, He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, and indignation, and trouble mm-hmm. by sending evil angels among them. Verse 15. Mm-hmm. He made a way to his anger. He spared not their souls from death, but gave their lives over to the pestilence. <laughs> so, what we can read? Who is what is what is this happening? I got some. I got some. I got some. I, I got some, Mother GF Israel. I got something. First Chronicles twenty-one, Mother. Let's see, can we um even kind of close the gap even closer? Think of it. Think of it. What David said when Yahweh said something to him. Around by verse number 12, 12 down to verse 15. We're going to get, we're going to get, we're going to be, they on exactly what it is. We'll tell us what it is twice. But this is We're going to First uh, Samuel 21. I mean, I mean, Chronicles 21, pick up verse 12. First Chronicles 21. Verse 12. By the seer, Gad. Gad the seer sent 
First Chronicles 21, verse 12 to 15. Out of three years, famine or three months to be destroyed before your foes, while that the sword of thy enemy overtake you, or else three days. The sword of Yahweh, even the pestilence in the land, and the angel of Yahweh destroying throughout all the coast of Israel. Now, therefore, advise yourself what word I shall bring again to him that sent me, everything, and oh, David, oh, hey, even the pestilence in the land, and the angel of Yahweh is throwing throughout all the coast of Israel, he said, now, now, how you want to roll, David, let's see what David responds to in 13, come on, mother, 13, and David said unto God, I am in a great strait. Let me fall now into the hand of Yahweh, for very great are his mercies. But let me not fall into the hand of man. 14. Okay, good. So, so Yahweh, it got down. Now let's, let's see Yahweh get busy. 14. 14. So Yahweh sent pestilence upon Israel, and there fell of Israel. Upon Israel, and there fell of Israel seventy thousand men. Verse fifteen. Okay, now watch this. Fifteen. They go your game changing. Fifteen. And Yahweh said, "Huh?" Fifteen and eighteen. He go your game changing. Fifteen and eighteen. Verse fifteen. And Yahweh. And Yahweh sent an um, angel unto Israel to destroy. And as he was destroying, Yahweh beheld, and he repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed, It is enough. Stay now. Thy hand. Verse 18. Then the angel of Yahweh com- commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto Yahweh in the threshing floor. Angel of Yahweh commanded Gad. The angel. So the angel. So the angel is that great big pestilence. Mm-hmm. You know, the angel. Mm-hmm. So the angel is this pestilence that doesn't. He's ready to kill them all. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, tell them, hold on, now, that's enough killing. He, 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 no
But we gotta make sure we don't want to pull it. But did but did 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 he not hold his hand when he said he hit God that too? That's what the book said. That's what the book said. He said he destroyed. He didn't say where how far he destroyed from to where. Then when he figured he strike God that too. In, in the land that this, this polluted word Jerusalem, mm-hmm. we know that God out Judah. Yes, he said, he said, hold on now. So then he told that ministry, I have to know. Yes, right. And yes, the spirit, remember, they they not going to transgress the word of Yahweh. Yes, right. So he stopped right there in it up. Yes, right. And so that's what it, that's what it, that's what it, that was the hit. That was it right there. He said, no more. Yes. Seventy thousands are dead. That's the end of it. No more numbers came after that. If it was, we'd have been able to read. Okay. Well, let me, let, me, let me get a quick. I'm just showing you that. Y'all probably he didn't do no sweating behind sending a pestilence. And he sent, how many pestilence can we recall he sent through that killer? Anybody answer that question? Or what we just got to read? How many pestilence did he send to do that killing of them 7,000? Can anybody recall? We just got to read it now. He sent, he sent what? He sent pestilence, right? Yeah. How many did he send? According to the verses you just got to read. Uh, first. I need an answer. How many did he send? You one of them. Is it what?
can't come in and sit down. I got to come in and roll. Son, chapter 119, verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. What is the truth of the Judah? The law. All right, let's get another hit on that. 
into the law. And that's why he took him to, he took him to, wait, but I ain't going to get up until we take it back to your line. <laughs> that's why. That's why he walked in that law.
And we know the definition of sin is 1 John chapter 3, verse 3 and 4 and verse 8. So if you don't know, if you, you sin, if you don't preach that much. All right, so we touched on this light real quick. All right, um, you was reading what, uh, to Judas? John chapter 12, verse 35 36. All right, uh, to the Judas. Give me that, uh, please, Jackson's real quick. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.